This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science in life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Ossin June. All right, everyone, welcome to this new podcast. Today, I have a special guest. It's Jesse Navarro. We meet each other like a few years ago on Instagram and ever since connected. Uh, we learned a lot about intuition, about courage, and now I'm so happy to welcome Jasmine on my new podcast. She is a certified family coach and a qualified teacher, and she works with teens, with young adults to find their voice so they can step out of their comfort zone and be that confident person to go after what they truly want. And uh, today we'll dig into different things on comfort zone, courage, following our inner intuition and inner leader. And I'm so happy to welcome you here. How are you doing, Jasmine? Thank you so much, Ozin. I'm so happy to connect with you again and come on your podcast. It's great that we're still connected and you know we meet from time to time. So yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, I would be curious to know, like, what is this thing that inspired you initially to do what you right now do, to work with teens and helping them to become self-confident? What inspired you to do that? I think there's a couple of things. The first thing was, you know, I'd been teaching for like 17 years and I really wanted to change and I kind of felt lost because, you know, I'd been doing it for so long and I just had no idea what to do and how to get out of this routine and way of life. You know, I enjoyed it, but I just knew it was the end and it wasn't really my purpose. I know that sounds really, but um, so yeah, and I kept meeting co-active coaches. I, I guess I threw it out there and I said, what, what can I do? What do I do? Give me a sign like I normally do. <laughs> and I kept meeting co-active coaches and I thought, well, that's a sign. So I investigated in that and then I decided to do one of the courses. It blew me away. I learned so much. It was so hard for me. But my intuition was saying, you need to go through this. And then the answer is going to be on the other side. So I carried on. I, I did the whole training program and then to be coached myself. And then at the end, I was like, this is what I need to do. Because I realized, you know, it's about working on yourself. It's not about changing your environment, which of course does help. But ultimately, it's about working on yourself. Mm -hmm. So I, so yeah I decided to get certified and then first I was coaching adults mm -hmm. and then and I still do coach adults sometimes but then I thought you know what if I had known these tools and techniques that I've just learned during the training program when I was a teenager maybe things would have been a lot easier for me because I went through my own stuff as a teenager and I didn't really know what to do or I didn't have any tools really so I just thought, right, I'm going to work with teenagers. And I, and also I believe, you know, the younger you are to learn this about working on yourself, emotional awareness and everything, the better. So that's how it started, really. That's amazing. What um, do you think is the number one thing that puts most teenager back to truly, you know, listen to their voice and then, you know, tap out of the confidence? Lack of um, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-trust. And maybe obviously if you're younger, it could be practice as well. But ultimately I think it's just, yeah, lack of, and lack of knowing that that's what is best for us to do is follow our 
intuition and our true self. So it can be it can be a combination of things. And you know, I guess it depends maybe what their friends are doing, their family. I mean, you know, at that age, you're even more influenced, aren't you, by what's going on around you, as we are when we're adults as well, but even more as teenagers. So I think it can be, yeah, a number of things. Fear is a big one. What advice would you give to a teenager who is constantly in fear? Like, let's suppose like she or he has a big dream and they do know what they want but they constantly like they have low self-esteem and they do not dare to take you know the courage to step out what, what advice would yeah. you give to them i guess for the first thing i definitely wouldn't give advice because i never give advice um what i would do is if i could see from our if i was coaching them and i could see from the sessions that they're lacking you know self-esteem self-confidence and we would work on that that would be the first thing to work on you know we would work on um you know, visualizing, processing their emotions, would work on all different principles from the coactive um, method. And depending on what came up with that, we would follow on to the next technique. So it would be, the main thing would be for them to acknowledge, you know, what they're thinking. And, you know, maybe if they're thinking, oh, I'm not good enough or something like that, you know, how is that making them feel? And maybe visualizing where, where did that come from? And, you know, we could get all sorts of answers that way. And then once they're conscious of their thoughts, then we would work on, you know, what would they like their thoughts to be instead, you know? And it could start with simple affirmations, you know, writing on the mirror, I am good enough or, you know, it, there's so many different ways you could take with, the, with your client and it would depend on their answers and what is best for them you know it would be no one rule for everybody it would really depend but it would be about self-love self-care that would be the first thing i would start with i love that so you know you mentioned like the word self-love which is very fundamental when it comes to self-belief as well to go after what yeah. you want and um what is something that helped you to have or to give what do you do to give yourself self-love like in a you know during the business life we have we're an entrepreneur we have so many things going on and um, how yeah. do you, you know pour into yourself um, in form of self love? Yeah, I guess that's a really good question. I guess it's a pro it's a working progress because for me I was always very self critical and never giving myself a break and um, being really hard on myself, you know. But now I've realized slowly. Uh, you know, it's, it's a work in progress and I still catch myself sometimes um, being hard on myself, but it's about, you know, realizing, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect and, and that's okay. And, you know, progress over perfection and giving myself breaks, boundaries, setting clear boundaries between work um, and my free time, um, my relationships, friendships, you know, boundaries and saying no to other people and yes to myself because before I was a people pleaser I would constantly oh I better do that because uh, you know I, I've said I will and uh, they won't like me or da, da 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 you know but now it's like no do I really want to do this today or, or do I first or do I need to do something else do I need to just rest or so it, I think setting boundaries is a big one for me it's setting the right healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. yeah love that so you mentioned like you say yes to yourself by saying more no to other people 
many people yeah. they have this difficulty you know they are also like people pleasers and they have a hard time saying no how do you determine for yourself when to say yes and when to say no and stand for that it's a really good question and it comes from the intuition again i think because so many times where maybe in the moment because it's a habit somebody will ask me something and i'll say yes immediately because i'm just used to saying yes and then and then I'll think about it and then I'll realize actually that's too much for me right now I don't have time or you know or I'm too tired or um so it's at, it's at that point when somebody asks me instead of when I can when I'm consciously aware of I'm just about to say yes you know I don't say anything so I pause stop <laughs> instead of reacting it's like responding again so just wait it's like okay think about this and just having those few seconds, you know, kind of interrupts that um, pattern of yes, yes, yes. So, and it's, you know, sometimes I don't do it. it. It comes out and I've missed it. But I think the more you're aware of this, the more you will, you know, stop and keep this new behavior. So it is practice. Self-awareness. Um, yeah. All right. And in terms of the whole intuition that you mentioned, is there any moment in your life where you change the whole course of the life, like 180 degree, because the intuition just suddenly told you something else? Do you have any moments that you could share with us where you would go after something, but suddenly you just took a whole turn and went to the other direction because of the intuition? Oh, wow. Uh, well, that's a lot. Um... probably a lot of instances but I can't really I'm just trying to think of one or any uh, other particular moment where you feel like the intuition was very strong well I guess uh, the near-death experience should I tell you about that one sure go ahead. you know but I didn't listen to my intuition though this is the thing so, well, <laughs> so it's kind of example as well I mean I think many people go through that we know that this is we should be listening but we don't and then something exactly at the experience we learn so yeah, i mean that's oh. a good example. let's go for that so basically you know i made an arrangement with my friend to go hiking da, da, da. and and then she mentioned something about oh let's invite some more people and um i don't know and then suddenly i just started having like a few sort of you know you get a subtle uh feelings or maybe let's not go let's not go you know and because it was so subtle, uh, sometimes it is, isn't it? It's not always like really uh, loud. Um, I just thought, okay, let's go. Anyway, as we so we decided to go, and so many things went wrong on the way on the journey. Um, and then as we were getting closer and closer, I was feeling really uncomfortable, and I was like, I don't want to do this. You know, what? Why are we doing this? And it was just so. And I was thinking, it doesn't make sense. Let's just do it because I'm nearly there. But my body was screaming <laughs> do not do it but I thought well I was in the car how can I turn back anyway mm -hmm. and when we got there you know um I saw this mountain uh full of rocks mm -hmm. and um anyway I just I I wasn't very happy because that's not what I expected I wanted to walk on a path but anyway I I kind of ran up there mm -hmm. a few steps fell back and um, you know, fell right back and uh, smashed my wrist 
but but the the thing was my intuition was or my instinct screamed watch your head you're going to die um which was really loud actually um and i obviously my body just my wrist went out there and hit the rocks and it smashed into 10 pieces but um I mean, I was okay, but like I was saying before, um, you know, I had the operation and everything and I had a plate put in. And then, you know, the next day after the operation, I had this massive message as clear as anything, which was listen to yourself. So now I have the scar. So every time I look at this scar, it's my uh, reminder to listen to myself. So it's quite, it's quite powerful. And, but before I, I didn't, I forgot to say, before I went on this hike, I was actually talking to the universe again, like I normally do. And I said, can you give me a sign if I'm on the right track? Mm-hmm. And then the answer came, you know, after the operation, listen to yourself. So it's like, you don't need to listen to anybody else. Just listen to yourself. You don't need to ask anybody, you know? Um, yeah, that was quite, um, that was quite life-changing actually. Is there anything that specifically shifted for you ever since that experience, something you will really do differently? Well, I think, you know, it's like I said, it's a work in progress, but I listen to myself so much more now, so much more. I mean, I did listen to myself before, but not always, but now I really make an effort. And, you know, because sometimes it's just a habit where, I don't trust myself. It used to be a habit. But now I'm just like, no, um, my my intuition is telling me this. Maybe people around me don't agree or believe me because that happens quite a lot where I'm the only one who thinks something. But now I'm more like, it doesn't matter. I am, whether it's a subtle feeling or a strong feeling, it doesn't matter. I'm trusting myself and that's it. So it's changed like that. So that has changed my life a lot. That's amazing. And when you hear the voice in you, that inner voice, um, I talk with you about this topic, you know, this inner leader that comes up. That's what I learned from you. So that's so amazing. And then I've also learned from you that the more we grow, the more we have self-awareness, there are also saboteurs, you know, the ones who say this, the other voice of fear of perfectionism and, you know, like all other things. And how do you differentiate for yourself if it's the voice of the inner leader in your intuition and, you know, and or if it's the voice of the fear or saboteur speaking, like how do you differentiate it for yourself? Yeah, that's such a good question. And um, basically, when it's your intuition, it will be like a soft, warm kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not many words, not too many words. Mm -hmm. When it's one of your saboteurs, it will be um, more words and and it won't be soft and warm. It will probably make you feel stressed. There'll be fear, mm-hmm. you know, discomfort, anxiety, all of those, confusion, mm-hmm. you know, and it won't be clear as well. So I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of the difference. So if it's a warm feeling, mm-hmm like a whisper like when it's inside but yeah in your mind so it's in your saboteurs are in your mind and your intuitions in your body so if you can differentiate that and it takes practice it does take practice yeah 
And also, you know, with the whole saboteurs and the inner leader, it requires a lot of self-awareness. And we all know yes. the change starts with awareness. Um, could you share something, you know, in terms of an exercise or something that you experienced that helped you to, to be more self-aware about yourself? Do you have any of these, you know, exercises or things that help you throughout? Yeah, I, well, I guess your saboteurs, it's really good to know your saboteurs, you know, the voices that try and sabotage you and keep you in your comfort zone I mean the more aware you are of them the less control they have over you so you know you could just do an exercise like um, you know when you're doing something for the first time you know you're getting out of your comfort zone saboteurs will come and so when you're doing something new listen out for the saboteurs maybe it will be they might say oh you're going to fail or you're going to look silly or whatever they'll be very disempowering whatever they say and Catch yourself, if you can, with one of those thoughts. So, and you can close your eyes and maybe it's saying you're not going to make it. So you can close your eyes and you can visualize, take a deep breath and visualize, if you can, how that saboteur looks um, and visualize what its message is to you. Mm -hmm. and, and just visualize talking back, thank you, but I'm okay, I'm going to carry on anyway. And, you know, you can do this for each one and name the saboteur. You can do this for each of your saboteurs. And um, and like I said, the more aware you are, the less control they have. But it, it is a uh, it's lots of practice it's, and it's, it's work, you know, and you've got to keep reminding yourself and keep training your brain. But it's, it's worth it. It has been for me and I know it was for you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So for those who don't know, I, I did an exercise with Jacqueline a few months ago. It was a lot, while ago, but I remember we digged into a saboteur called the perfectionism, which is which oh, yeah. and then we dived into like one hour call where we went through the journey. How does it look like? Which colors? What shape? I, I remember that. And then yes, yeah, the processing. And it was crazy because again, after the whole thing, and I think you also mentioned that I don't give advice and that's such a good one because many people have the wrong perception about mentoring and coaching you know that we give yeah. advice to ourselves but a coach comes there to guide us with the leading questions that helps us to get the answers out of us so it definitely helped me and um, yeah for everyone yeah. else if you want to dig deeper always hit up Jasmine she's the right person for that thanks um, so much no I loved coaching you it was amazing because you're so intuitive so you just went to all these places. Yeah, no, it was very, um, yeah, very good. Absolutely. And for us girls, you know, intuition has been such a big thing, like very important, but they are, you know, people, they are maybe less intuitive or maybe they are intuitive, but they are not really awakened to that. What, you know, have you come across people who are like, let's say less spiritual, people who don't really believe in, big things like intuition and spiritual awakenings and you know if so how do you go about them you know to help people to activate their spirituality and intuition well I guess you know it's visualizing you know it's and you know closing your getting them to close their eyes and connect with themselves and you know and I've done that with so many people and maybe they might not visualize anything. They might not see anything, but they will feel it like something will connect with them. Um, you know, even if, you know, I'll put your hand on your heart, you know, we all have bodies and hearts and minds. So something would always come up 
you know, and even if, you know, you don't need to be spiritual to, to feel your own body, you know? So I think, and it might not happen straight away, but, but actually most of the time I've done visualizations with clients, they have, they have realized something about themselves. Awesome. Yeah. And why do you think, is it visualization that works the best in that sense? I think it's because when you visualize, you know, if you're relaxed, you let go of what's in your mind. Mm -hmm. So then you let that go and you connect with your body. It's like meditating, I guess. You let go and you connect. So I think that's, and that's why I love visualizing because I'm very in my mind. You know, my mind is like, you know, constant. So for me, visualizations are amazing because then I don't have to think. I let my body tell me. So I feel like it could be easier in a way. Okay, beautiful. And yeah. in terms of your mental health, do you, you know, like, what do you do when time gets really hard, when it gets really tough, whatever you go through, that you keep going? What is it for you that kept you always going, no matter how dark the situation is? Exercise. Mm -hmm. Exercise. Uh, eating healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, every day, basically, yeah, looking after my physical health and mental health. Like, every day I write... Um, I have a, a diary where I write down everything that I've eaten, how many hours I sleep, um, so, so I can track my hormones, my mood, uh, I journal, um, just how I feel and things like that. Every single day I do that. Um, yeah, and I, and I know that, you know, if I haven't eaten well, then probably the next day I'm not going to feel very good, you know? So I think it's simple things really, exercise and eating well. And, and the boundaries thing again, you know, taking a break, having fun, you know, having a varied life, if you can. And I know it's not easy, but for me, exercise, um, sleep and eating healthy is the first. And then uh, my focus on other things as well. That's amazing. You mentioned like in terms of the lifestyle, eating healthy and the sleep, how fundamental they are. And we know, many people know it affects the mental well-being. Yet, yes. you know, especially as an entrepreneur, many people have a hard time. They make the business more important than their health. And, you know, has it always been for you like this that you kind of eat healthy and work out? Or was it different for you before? If so, like how did you shift to a healthier lifestyle that serves you? Yeah, I mean, I've always been aware of it, but I think as I've got older, I've just realized, you know, I don't know how it came with the exercise. I just, I don't know how it happened, but I just thought, you know, when I exercise, mm -hmm. it's like I need exercise. Whereas before I would just exercise maybe when I wanted, but I don't know what point it got to where I just realized I have to exercise actually, because mm -hmm. if I don't exercise, I don't feel good at all. So it's like, this is actually not like, um, a bonus to my day this is like a necessity at least five times a week you know um I don't know maybe I had a period of feeling bad down or something I can't remember what happened but I just realized that actually this is a necessity it's not something extra and with the eating um oh yeah and then when I became anemic like I was telling you about so I reorganized my whole diet now it's like okay um so that's why I write everything down <laughs> because I, yeah I got sick you know being anemic but um 
But yeah, I, I don't know if there was another exact moment. But um, okay. yeah, and yeah. So you would say you have always a self-awareness, but it kind of grew stronger and stronger. And that's where you took even more change and, you know, like exactly. changing that. Exactly. Because basically what I realized is if I don't feel good in my body, then whatever I do is just not really going to mean anything, you know? And I, and I really felt like that when I was anemic because whatever I did, wherever I went, even when I went to the beach, uh, my best place ever with, with amazing friends, I felt bad. And it's like, wow, yeah, if, if you don't feel okay in your body, like physically, mentally, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where you are or who you're with or what you're doing, it's not going to mean anything. So for me, it's like, right, that all needs to be okay first and then decide on the outside things. But inside first, you know, so that was quite a, a big thing for me, big realization that's awesome you mentioned this word uh feelings how important it is to feel the feelings and also instead of avoiding the things to kind of feel it rather intensively and what would you say like helps you to express your feelings is there because many times in life there are maybe you know things that holds us back to feeling the real things <laughs> and um what would you say is it for you that helps you to express yourself constantly Well, I think it's like every morning I just write down a few lines of how I'm feeling. So the most important thing for me now is expressing myself to myself. That's ultimately the most important thing. And then I feel like once I, the more I do that, then I can, it's easier for me to express to other people. But I don't need to express everything to, to others. Mm -hmm. First it's to myself and then I choose who to express to. Um, but that's, I guess, a work in progress as well, <laughs> like everything. But um, but it's about me spending time, quality time with myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing, Jacqueline. Um, I have one question to wrap the whole interview up. Is um, what advice would you give your younger self if you were, you know, your younger self in your 20s? Is there anything that comes up for you? Have fun. And be kind to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, be kind to yourself. And nothing really matters, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. nothing's worth really stressing yourself about, you know, or worrying about, actually. Mm -hmm. I was a constant, I constantly worried growing, you know, as a teen. Well, beautiful, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> Jasmine, I'm so sorry. I have to cut this out. I, you know, I told them that I have an interview. That's okay. Keep interrupting. It's so bad. But I will take the audio and I will just cut this part out if I hear it. Okay, perfect. That's okay. But, Don't uh, worry. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming to this interview and sharing your valuable experiences and insights. And again, for all the listeners, If you want to be more confident as a teenager, um, you know, and just follow your voice, express yourself more and go after what you truly want, but you feel like there is something that holds you back, then, you know, feel free to contact Jasmine. And um, yeah, Jasmine, can you let us know where people contact you and where people can find you? Yeah, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn, my name, Jasmine Navarro, LinkedIn, um, with Nava, my Instagram and my website with Nava com 
Um, yeah. And my podcast, I've got a podcast as well. Yes. Pokemon, which you've been on. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah, check out her podcast as well. Follow Jasmine on Instagram and LinkedIn and connect with her. Okay, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Osinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.